Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Friday, January 13th, and this is People Every Day. Hey, you guys, it's me, Janine Rubenstein, here with you. And yes, we, of course, are going to be talking about the sudden passing of Lisa Marie Presley, who died yesterday after being hospitalized for suspected cardiac arrest. We just saw her out at the Globes the other night, so it all just feels even more shocking. So today, we'll take a deep dive into her life and legacy. But first, let's get to the other stories making headlines out there. With the NFL playoffs kicking off this weekend, go Niners, make us proud, Purdy and Debo, but I digress. (laughs) The Super Bowl is still several weeks away. And while we don't know which teams will be squaring off, there is one big name fans can't wait to take the field and see their name shining in lights. Earlier today, Rihanna released a short 30-second spot teasing her upcoming Super Bowl halftime show performance. The clip itself is mostly a mashup of different sound bites of media members asking where Rihanna's been, while the Fenty mogul raises a finger to her lips, seemingly to silence the noise. It's been almost seven years since Riri dropped an album, but it was great to hear her song, Lift Me Up, so beautifully woven into Wakanda forever. The new mom still hasn't tipped her hand at which of her iconic songs she'll be sharing with us, but I just really can't wait to see her on stage in front of the world next month. Next up, we'd like to wish a congratulations to friend of the show, Nick Vile. Yesterday, The Bachelor alum and his longtime girlfriend, Natalie Joy, announced their engagement via a joint Instagram post. The Vile Files host shared a series of photos of the two of them together with the caption that read, for the rest of my life, it's you. Oh, the comments were filled with wishes, including, yay, congratulations from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills alum, Teddy Mellencamp Ariave, and Vanderpump Rules cast member Ariana Maddox said, congratulations, cheers to you both. Joy and Vile were first rumored to be together back in 2020, but they didn't share their relationship publicly until 2021. Vile previously joked on his podcast that Joy quote, slid into my DMs. It was very romantic. We are wishing them nothing but congratulations and nothing but the best. And now we are turning our attention to the sad news, the sudden death of singer-songwriter Lisa Marie Presley. The world is still in shock over the sudden death of Lisa Marie Presley. Her mother, Priscilla Presley, confirmed the news to people in a statement saying in part, she was the most passionate, strong, and loving woman I have ever known. We ask for privacy as we try to deal with this profound loss. Thank you for the love and prayers. 
Earlier this week, we saw Elvis's eldest daughter out and about at the Golden Globes cheering on Austin Butler as he won an award for playing her father, who died in 1977, in the movie Elvis. Not only will Lisa be on our cover next week, we're going to be dedicating this episode to her as we look back at her life, career, struggles, and triumphs. There's a lot to get into here. So joining me now to begin our coverage is People's Senior Editor, Melody Chu. Hey, Mel. Hey, Janine. Well, I want to start by talking about Lisa's appearance at the Golden Globes on Tuesday. It was just Mm -hmm. the other day. And uh, his acceptance speech, Austin gave Lisa and Priscilla a really sweet shout out. Thank you for opening your hearts, your, your memories, your home to me. Lisa Marie, Priscilla, I love you forever. And then people caught up with her after Austin's big win, and she was in really good spirits. So tell us what she shared with us. She was in really good spirits. This whole press run for the movie, she's been so proud of how everything turned out and really gave her blessing. It it can be so controversial sometimes to see your loved one on screen, but she said it was like watching her father. And um, and like you said, when we caught up with her after Austin's big win and said, I'm so happy, she's really threw her support behind this film. Wow. Wow. And you can tell how proud she was and and how prevalent that was throughout the night. I mean, all the pictures that we're seeing and the interviews that she gave on the carpet. Um, You know, prior to his win even, she crashed Austin's interview with Entertainment Tonight on the carpet and said this about watching him play her dad. It was (laughs) mind-blowing. Truly mind-blowing. I really didn't know what what to do with myself after, after I saw it. Yeah. I, I had to take like five days to process it mm-hmm. because it was so incredible and so spot on. Yeah, I, I think she said that, you know, Austin really did this film justice. The writers, Boz, everyone put in so much heart and effort into making it as authentic as possible. And it was also just last week, I believe, that she went to Graceland to celebrate Elvis's birthday and She cut into a cake there, and it was always so important for her to go back to Graceland despite being L.A.-based. She knew how much her presence and her involvement meant to her her father's fans as well. Yeah. All right, Mel, so tell us what happened. What do we know? There was all of this light Mm -hmm. and levity, and then this news. You know, there's a lot of rumors going around about her health or her ups and downs. But at this point, what we do know is that she was at home in Calabasas. She was administered CPR there and then rushed to the hospital. And it obviously took a turn at some point. It's just so sad. And and I am sure more will come out in, in terms of what exactly led up to this cardiac arrest. And it's just a culmination at this point of all the challenges she's been through, not just in the last few years of her life when she lost her son, Benjamin, who was so young, 27, and died from suicide three years ago. And then this, you know, very contentious divorce she was going through and custody battle. And and she's just suffered through a lot of loss. But I think what Priscilla, her mother, and, and her loved ones are really trying to remember is what a fighter Lisa Marie was throughout her life, despite everything thrown at her fame and tragedy and the spotlight. She uh, was resilient and persevered. 
And she really tried to do good in this world as well. Yeah. And and she was so many things. Like you said, she was a singer. She was a songwriter. She was a mom. She was a wife. Uh, she was a daughter, of course. What will always come to mind for you when you think of Lisa Marie Presley? I think it's just how much she embraced where she came from. I mean, we've seen lately how that can be so touchy for a lot of children of, of huge superstars. And yeah. she fully, fully embraced who her father was, who her parents were. And she gave that love back to fans. And I think she provided this beloved link back to Elvis that people were so desperate for after losing him so young. And they looked so alike. And she also carved out her own path. I mean, her music was really great. And that's not always the case when you see someone following in their you know, famous parents' footsteps. But yeah. she was so passionate about it. And I think that's a bond that she and Elvis truly, truly shared. For sure. And I do want to touch on, before I lose you, just what Hollywood is saying, because they're reacting. One of the the kings of Hollywood, Tom Hanks, who played Colonel Tom Parker in the film Elvis, he shared some things. What did he have to say? There's definitely an outpouring of support. Tom and Rita, they said they're absolutely heartbroken. And Nicolas Cage, we mentioned him earlier, also spoke out. And it was really moving. I think everyone is just saying, you know, she's reunited now with Benjamin and her father and they're trying to picture them all together at this point. And hopefully that brings a little bit of comfort. My heart goes out to her entire family and friends and kids. I'm keeping them all in my prayers. And Mel, thank you for coming on to discuss this all with me. Thank you for having me. Coming up, we continue our coverage of Lisa Marie Presley as we take a look back at her life, losing her famous father at age nine, her marriage to stars like Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage, and the legacy she leaves We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. We are back and now joining us to talk more about the life and times of Lisa Marie Presley is People's Executive Editor, Jeremy Helliger. Jeremy, thanks for coming on with us today. You're very welcome. Well, Lisa has been in the limelight literally since birth. As we all know, she was born in 1968 to Father Elvis Presley and Mother Priscilla. She was nine when her father died, and this was the beginning of a life that would be filled with some pretty devastating setbacks in her four marriages and with the loss of her son. So uh, let's get into it. The, The death of her father made her the joint heir of his estate at such a young age, correct? Yeah. Before she was even a teenager, she was the sole heir to her father's Graceland residence. So the entire 
Presley legacy. She was just a teenager, and her mother, Priscilla, is actually the person who was responsible for really making that estate what it became, the multi-billion dollar estate that it ended up becoming. And that just kind of shows you the respect that Priscilla had for her former husband and the love that she had for her daughter. For sure. And and it wasn't left to Priscilla because, I mean, they were divorced by that time, yeah? Yes, exactly. It wasn't left to her. But Priscilla has talked a lot over the years about how important Elvis was in her life. And she's always spoken very highly of him. So even though they divorced several years before he died, they remained close and she remained very fond and respectful of him. And of course, so did Lisa Marie. She had shared all of these just different fond memories of him, like Elvis by the Presleys, that book that came out, that memoir. And she had that one line that was so just evocative of what her life was like when he was alive. She said, if Elvis was in a good mood, it was going to be a great day. We'd ride horses or ride around in golf carts. The thing about my father is that he never hid anything. If he was crabby, we knew it. His temper could give Darth Vader a run for his money, but if he was happy, everyone was happy, he'd never bore you. So she sounds like a daddy's girl. Yeah, she really was. And, you know, I feel like, you know, they say that your dad sort of sets the tone for your future relationships. I don't know how true that was in her case, although Michael Jackson, there are comparisons there. But I think the fact that she was nine years old when her father died, it allowed her to create this very idealized version of Elvis in her head. Mm. And she carried that version of Elvis through her life. Yeah. And you bring up how that may or may not have impacted her relationship. She was married four times. Low profile is not something I would call her life when it comes to relationships. Her most memorable marriage probably being her second to Michael Jackson. But Danny Keough was her first husband. So let's start with that relationship. Tell us a little more about it. That was a very important relationship for her because, of course, it gave her her daughter and her son, Benjamin. And they divorced, but they remained really close. You know, she told people in 2005, we are like brother and sister, so it isn't weird at all. Ultimately, this is a good message to send out to people. You don't have to put your crap on your kids, even if you are not together. You can still be civilized. I knew at the age that I had the kids with him that Danny was someone I could be connected with for the rest of my life. I knew he would be a good father. And they were friends. Yeah. And Danny Keo, a musician, and then later, less than a month, actually, after splitting from him, she married another musician, the King of Pop. I remember a lot of people thought that it was a publicity stunt. But Lisa Marie always said that it was a real marriage. She said, I am very much in love with Michael. I dedicate my life to being his wife. I understand and support him. That's what she said in a statement at the time. And although they ended their relationship a couple of years later, she never said a bad word about Michael Jackson in public. You know, mm. even when all of the allegations were made against Michael Jackson later on, she never really publicly said anything negative about him. 
Well, then we get to her third marriage with actor Nicolas Cage. Now, to me, this came even more out of the blue than Michael Jackson because they come from completely different worlds. I mean, Nicolas Cage did appear in the movie Honeymoon in Vegas. So I guess there is an Elvis connection there. But I don't think anyone really expected them to become husband and wife. But that marriage also didn't last. It lasted even less time than Michael Jackson. They parted ways only four months after getting married. And Nicolas Cage has actually come out with a statement after Lisa Marie Presley's death, talking about what a solid person she was and what a good person she was. So I think although their marriage didn't last either, they still, on some level, were on good terms. Yeah. And finally, her marriage to Michael Lockwood, whom she had two daughters with. And we heard a lot about this one, right, Jeremy? Yeah, this one was messy. They fought over custody of their twin daughters, and there was a lot of financial drama in that relationship as well. And from all reports, they were not on good terms at the end. And I think the one question mark that remains is what's going to happen to their twin daughters now? Presumably, he will get custody of them. But that was not a good marriage. That did not have a good end. Well, she did get, you know, two babies out of that. And and being a mom seemed to be the role that she was most proud of in her life. She says she was, quote, ferociously protective over her children. And she unfortunately lost her son, Benjamin, who died by suicide in 2020 at the age of just 27. So what did she share about being a mom and, and specifically how she coped with that situation. Benjamin's passing was really, really tough on her. Last year, she wrote an essay for People Digital where she talked about the difficulty of dealing with grief. And she talked about how it's something that she will have to live with for the rest of her life. It's something you never get over and you don't really understand what a person is going through until you go through the same thing. I think that sadness and that grief wore Mm. on her. And it's something that really impacted the final years of her life. She, She wrote in that essay, obviously no parent chooses this road. And thankfully not all parents will have to become a victim to it. And I do mean victim here. And Jeremy, before I lose you, we cannot talk about Lisa Marie Presley without talking about her art, her her gift. And there's so much made, you know, in these days, that's so-and-so's daughter, that's so-and-so's son. But just in, in your opinion, in your words, what made her not just Elvis's daughter? Well, it's funny because I remember when I was growing up, you always heard about Lisa Marie talking about how she was working on music and the music never came. And she didn't release her first album until she was well into her 30s. But Anyone who hears that music realizes that she had serious chops. She was a singer-songwriter. And I think that now people will actually go back and revisit that, that music and realize that it wasn't about nepotism. It wasn't about coasting on her family name. She actually had musical talent. If you don't believe it, 
listen to her debut single. It's called Lights Out. Amazing song, amazing video. Lisa Marie had it. And I hope that people actually get to go back and discover that musical talent. Wow. Well, dedications and well wishes for her children and family are just everywhere. And she was definitely someone who left her mark on this world. And I am just so grateful to you for, you know, putting all of that into perspective so beautifully for us. Thank you so much, Jeremy. You're so welcome, Janine. Well, guys, all day today, I've just been thinking about Lisa Marie's family. I mean, her mother, Priscilla, it's so hard for people to lose a child. And then, of course, for her four children who lost their mother. All of it made me think about what life must have been like for Lisa Marie, who lost her father at such a young age, when she was just nine years old, as we said. In interviews she did over the years, she talked about how she always felt close with her father, even though they had such a short time together. Back in 2018, Lisa Marie released a version of her father's song, Where No One Stands Alone, where she blended her vocals with his. It has some beautiful gospel lyrics and is all about someone taking your hand and guiding you into the great unknown. It's a beautiful song, and there's an accompanying music video that shows clips of Elvis and Lisa Marie together. She was taken far too young. I mean, 54 is just not that old. But I do have some hope that she is finally at peace and not standing alone. Well, that is our show for today. We will be off on Monday in honor of Martin Luther King Day. Make sure to try and make it a day of service, you guys. Also, try not to miss me too much. And I will talk to you all next Tuesday and kick off a brand new week of People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foos, Carter Wogan, and Michael Aquino. And made with help from Patrick Vermillion and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Eliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. <laughs>